Hi everyone, thanks for tuning in again and welcome back to the Backpack Full of Busyness. Today we continue with part 2 of our guest Paula's episode, who in the last podcast took us through her busyness and her love for traveling. But she also shared how she faced cancer twice, but thankfully she was healed from it. In this part 2 of her episode, she will share why after 40 years she is still so passionate about teaching her kindergarten kids and how she was able to express her motherly love through teaching without having children of her own. So let's continue! You ended up being a passionate and experienced Montessori kindergarten teacher, but what did you want to become when you were a little girl? Um, well, when I had the, the, the age uh, to really think about it, uh, I wanted to be a hairdresser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. And then uh, when I became around 12, 13 years old, my mom took me to the hairdresser yes. and asked the hairdresser if I could do some little jobs around the hair salon. And she thought she'll probably think twice after that. <laughs> and I did, yeah. because I was like brushing all the hairs away and yeah. washing all these greasy hairs from people. And yeah. I thought to myself, no, no. I want to work with people, but this is not really my thing. No, no, no. Well, good your mom took you there. And, yeah. funny, and funny to hear that you wanted to become a, become a hairdresser. And what courses did you take to become a teacher? Uh, what courses I yeah. did? Yeah. Well, of course, I had my, my high school. Uh, and I, 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 I'm one of the only teachers in the school who has also followed Montessori education herself from okay. the beginning. Okay. I did like infant school, primary school, high school, and then I went to the academy specially for Montessori teachers, which okay. still existed then. You have been a kindergarten teacher for over 40 years. And after all these years, you're still so passionate to teach and to take care of these children. Can you let us know how you have kept this passion alive and especially for kindergarten? Well, first of all, like I said, I'm a real uh, a people person. I, I love the psychology about understanding people. And, um, and I always uh, wanted to do something with people. And uh, when I was young and in high school, I was doing one of these Saturday jobs in a house for old age pensioners. And uh, that I really liked as well. But what I didn't like was that all the energy and effort I put into these people uh, was like sort of helping them and leading them to the end of their lives. And I wanted something to see uh, at the beginning of their life that I could uh, be part part of their happy growing up. And uh, so that made me choose the be becoming an infant school teacher uh, mm -hmm. in the beginning and um, and and I've, I've always uh, kept that extreme love for little children the hope because of the openness of uh, of them uh, the will to learn um, their spontaneous uh, uh, action and reaction and to be able to see their uh, character grow because that happens all between the third and the sixth uh, year of their life, the, between three and six. So that's two years under my wings and, uh, 
and it's so uh, cute and and thankful to be part of that uh, to to raise them in in a way and 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 I could never get children uh, so uh, yeah therefore it, for me it has an extra um, um, important part of um, yeah sort of being a mother of a class full of children. That's very inspiring to hear, Paula, and how you have accepted you unfortunately didn't have children of your own, but how you were and are able to share your motherly love with the children you teach. Yeah, well, I had to. I had to because there was only two choices. I, I, I didn't accept it and then I couldn't be a teacher uh-huh. or accept it and stay a teacher. Yeah. And I was always uh, extremely happy for all the parents who became pregnant again and gave birth again. Mm-hmm. The only way where I struggled was when um, my best friend became pregnant and, oh, yeah. um, and, and my sister. Oh, yeah. But not that I uh, was not, not happy th- for, for them, mm-hmm. but I sort of um, realized for the first time that with them I was a bit jealous. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, I managed to get over that uh, as well. And I was at the birth of my best friend's uh, baby. Yeah. While I was in the middle of EVF programs. It, it, IVF, it was really odd, basically, but surreal. Yeah. But still, I would have never missed the fact that I could be there seeing a baby coming into the world. Yeah. Because, no, that was so special. Yeah. You yeah. would have not wanted to miss out no, on that. No, 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 no. And no. It's so How difficult it was for me. I wouldn't have missed no. it for the world. Then going back to school. Besides teaching, you're also responsible for all the cultural projects and activities at school. What is it that you want children to learn cultural-wise? Or what is the message you want to give to them regarding culture? Basically, what we, what we achieve is that, or what I try to achieve with my task as being a cultural uh, coordinator, is uh, um, to let them like sniffle a bit on all these different disciplines of uh, the, the cultural activities, which are going from um, um, uh, the archaeological uh, part of uh, the city to... Uh, drama uh, to um, opera, uh, ballet, um, rhythm, music, uh, theater, everything, uh, and also media. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a very um, added. I find that a very important and added value that we have that here. And what has been your best lesson learned? The most important lesson I've learned in my entire life it was my mom teaching me that I could never expect somebody else to think, feel, or do what I would do. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that was a really good lesson because I think a lot of people um, make the mistake of thinking uh, from their own point of view a lot of times, um, which is not really fair because we're all unique. Indeed, my mom also said, like, if you give somebody a flower as a gift, doesn't mean that the other person also exactly needs to give a flower in return. Yeah. It can be something else, or maybe someone else who will give you the flower, but doesn't need to be that same person. Because you give, because you give, and not to 
take something back in return. Yeah. What advice would you give your younger self? What I would really advise my younger self is to let go more and not want to control everything. Because I'm quite a control freak, you know? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm giving myself tasks and then instead of being satisfied when that task is done, I find another task. Yeah. And, and, and that can really sometimes out of get out of hand and but therefore then uh, now i've got my meeting with myself and then i loudly speak out that my control me has yeah. to bugger up for a while yeah. Yeah. so you 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 would have wanted to know about that theory you know the bus theory yeah, and everybody yeah, when yeah. you were younger yeah, totally. yeah well that's a good one maybe there are a lot of younger people now that can you know already use it from you yeah, now yeah, and yeah. apply it and with this inspiring backpack of yours filled with lol lessons and experiences happy moments but also the less happier ones what would you advise our listeners to still keep looking on the bright side of life yeah well i would advise them to uh, pick the day carpe diem because you never, and, and much more even than pick the day, pick the moment, live in the now. Even yes. if you think that the world's falling apart, you, you'll be fine, you'll be okay. Yeah. And, uh, and, and not to worry about things that are beyond your control, because that uh, is taking unnecessary stress, and stress is the worst factor for your body. Yeah. And what lesson from your backpack would you like to give to our listeners who are interested in becoming an elementary teacher or even want to switch careers and become a teacher? Well, if you really want to become a teacher, I would uh, say go for it. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of work, uh, but you get so much back for it and you... Basically, the main ingredient you need is intense love for children with your full heart. Because everybody can learn some theory, but it has to come from the heart. If it doesn't come from the heart, don't do it. And as love comes in many ways, what's your shot of love? Um, Well, my shot of love is mainly um, involved around my dearest around me i have an incredible huge social network uh, but i have five angels there are my best friends including my sister mm-hmm. who've always been there for me for good and for bad for drama and disaster <laughs> for euphoric moments yeah and uh, my shots of love are um, spending time with them no Also in this season, I will ask my guests for their favorite must-have as the giveaway of the week. What will be yours, Paula? Uh, At the moment, that's hand cream. (laughs) Never go anywhere without your hand cream. eh? Then to our last three simple questions. It's still a few years away, but what would be a thing you look forward to when being retired? I, I really want to do something for people who, who need need a lot of help you know I, I've, uh, I've I've always helped children who weren't exactly uh, in need mm-hmm. uh, but I think I, I can contrib- contribute to that we know you love traveling 
What is your top three of the most beautiful countries you have seen? Thailand, Nepal, and India. And India. What would be your cultural tip or place to visit for listeners who would like to explore Amsterdam? Uh, well, they definitely have to go to the Rijksmuseum. You are an amazingly strong woman, Paula, and I'm very thankful that you wanted to share all the different colors of life experiences you've had in your backpack, the bright moments and also the dark periods you have been through. But still, how you then always were able to show strength, keep believing and stay hopeful and positive. Very inspiring and thank you very much for guesting at the backpack full of busyness. You're welcome, it was lovely doing it. Paula shared a glimpse of the LOL lessons she collected in her backpack throughout the years. And we could have even made two more episodes and not even be done with her backpack. But to name a few of her listen, observe and learn moments. Learn to cope with the things that happen to you. To be able to go on with life and enjoy life. And you don't need to do this by yourself. If help isn't offered, ask for help from friends or professionals. Positive thoughts and positive thinking will help you. She also mentions to learn and take control over your thoughts, your different kinds of me's, and accept them, but learn to coordinate them in your mind. She also referred to the Dutch book Ik Ken Mijn Eken, which is also available in English, Me, Myself and I. And Carpe Diem. Paula says, live in the moment and try not to worry about the things you can't control. And her giveaway is something we can't live without nowadays, hand cream. Want to make this lovely cotton smooth hand cream from Knipe yours? Let us know on Instagram which LOL lesson of Paula you find inspiring and tag two persons you want to share this with. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Spotify and be updated when a new episode is online. Thank you again for listening to part one and two of Paula's podcast. I hope you will stay inspired until the next episode. Lots of love from Amsterdam and please tune in again after two weeks for a new pod of the backpack full of busyness. Bye!